What's going on, everybody? Mark Veer, back at you again. Come on, ref. Episode number 27. I'm going to start a new series. I have started a new academy called Mind the Gap Officiating, and we have monthly Zoom calls, and I wanted to share the audio from the one that we had a few weeks back. This is going to be Communication with Coaches with Jennifer White. Hope you enjoy it, but first, let's dive into our case play. Case play of the day is going to be involving lane space, regulations, A1 is fouled and is at the free throw line. Team B refuses to occupy the first marked free throw lane spaces. Definitely seen this happen before. Coaches are upset about the foul. Maybe it's a blowout and they just don't want to put anybody, um, two of their players at the bottom on the free throw lane lines. What are we doing? So the ruling is a technical foul shall be charged to Team B. The free throw lane spaces shall be cleared and A1 shall be given the warranted free throws. Team A's coach will then designate who will shoot the free throws for the technical foul. The technical foul free throws shall be shot, and the ball will be administered at the division line to Team A. Hmm. Something, something there for you to, to think about. All right, let's dive into our recording from last week. Um, again, communication with coaches with Jennifer White. Uh, Jennifer White, absolutely great information, ton of nuggets. Um, we are going to be doing a next Zoom May 16th, 7 p.m. Central. I do record them, but if you'd like to be a part of it live, reach out to me. I will put the, um, the links and some information on the IG page and on my Facebook page as well. So hope you enjoy it, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. All right. Well, let's, let's get started. Uh, started. Uh, first off, welcome, and thank every single one of you for investing in yourself and taking time away to to uh, listen to Jennifer tonight. I'm excited. This is our first official meeting for Mind the Gap Officiant Academy, what I started here. So I'm excited to do this and also to have our first guest for our first Zoom meeting. And I'll, I'll talk about Jennifer here in a little bit. Um, so again, thank you everyone for being here. Kind of the engagement, I'd like to go over this to make sure it's very smooth. I like to stay on time. I know Jennifer does too. If you ever got to work with her, we're going to be done at eight o'clock. All right. So I would assume Jennifer's presentation will go for maybe 30 minutes or, or, or less. And then we'll have a lot of uh, conversation. That's how these Zooms always are good. So you can put a, um, a question in the chat. You can send me a direct message or you can shoot me a text or you can raise your hand. And you can ask Jennifer the question yourself. All right. Um, a lot of you know it's going to be communication with coaches. So I'm going to talk about Jennifer real quick. I know she doesn't like to do that. She's super humble. I was fortunate to meet Jennifer um, kind of when I started getting into the college ranks. And I've never met somebody that has played college basketball, coached college basketball, and now officiate college basketball. I know a lot of people in the basketball circuit, but I've never met somebody with this much experience at all those levels, playing, coaching, and now officiating. Um, I was fortunate enough to be up in Dallas at a seminar and got to listen to this presentation and I was blown away. Every time I listen to Jennifer, I learn more and more every single time. So I asked her, I said, we have got to get this information into officials, um, in, in, into their hands. We talk about play calling. We talk about mechanics, moving position. We talk about it all the time. And Jennifer talked about it. We don't talk enough about this topic. How do we communicate with coaches effectively? Um, again, I was blown away by it. We're going to learn so much tonight. Again, any questions you have, because this is something definitely in San Antonio that I know of, that's something we got to be better. I don't know how many phone calls I got the last two years from coaches 
Not talking about play calling, talking about the way we talk to coaches. So you're going to get a lot of nuggets tonight. I am recording this. So if you can't take notes, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll put it up on YouTube. You can go back and, and, and listen to it again because there's going to be so much information to unravel and, and learn today. Um, with that, I'll pass it over to Jennifer. You're more than welcome to introduce yourself, give anything you want to say, and then I'll pull up your presentation and we'll, we'll dive into tonight. Just real simple. Thank y'all for being here. I, I, I know people say this and some of you are like, I'm not sure they mean that or not, but I am really honored to be here. And thanks, Mark, for having me. I do move kind of fast. So you got to have your ears on. You got to be listening. You got to be ready. I know when people do talks for to me, I'm hoping I can get one nugget. It may not be a big nugget, but I'm trying to get one nugget, like Mark said. So if you can get one thing out of this, I'll feel like I've done a, a decent job. Mark tried. I did play. Uh, I got, I'm very fortunate. God has blessed me beyond what I deserve. Um, I have played at a very high level. I got to coach it in Division One at a very high level. And so, and then I decided to do this officiating thing. So uh, it, it, I had to make a real big swing, but this one, I want to talk to y'all. I want to talk to you about, I had a supervisor, not, this has been about six years ago. And she said, I'd rather have an average calling official that is a great communicator than a great calling official who cannot communicate with coaches. It is the num. If you had to say the number one or two things coaches complain about us officials, it's one we're not consistent, and two that official won't even talk to me. Right? They go, no official won't talk to me, but we don't spend any time practicing our communication. So I want you to really think about practicing. So you get the right uniform, you got the right shoes, you got the right whistle, you make sure you hydrate, you make sure you get there on time, you make sure you take your test at the beginning of the year, you make sure you know you're as fit as you can be for the game. And you practice all that stuff and you get ready. But the number one, number one thing we don't ever spend any time practicing is communicating. So I want you to think, do I have a communication backpack? Do I train and prepare to communicate just like I train for everything else? Well, I can tell you, somebody asked me one time, Jennifer, what do you say when you go over there, the coaches? You don't stay very long and it's very quick. I said, I said, I don't, let me think about that. So I wrote down everything that I say to coaches and what I found was my communication is short and I say what I have to say and then I walk away. So my communication starts when I get out of my car at a gym. I know in high school, I still call high school basketball. Uh, even though most of my games are college, I still call high school basketball. And I know whoever greets us at the door, it's usually a maintenance person. It's a volunteer. It's an assistant coach or a head coach from another sport, or it's the head coach from the sport that we're getting ready to do. Whoever that is, my communication starts right then. I try to be cordial. I try to be thankful. I try to be very professional. But the main thing is I'm thankful. Thank you. And I keep my communication short. I know if you raised your hand right now, you go, how many times has the head coach walked you into the place you're going to dress? And then they stay in there and ta -ta 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 -ta, talk to you. And then, but then after the game, how much, much time does that head coach come in there and talk to you? The answer is none because they, they're trying to get you to do what they need you to do during the game. 
So I got a question for you. I want you to think you can write it down. You can think in your head. When a coach says this to you, what kind of call was that? What kind of call was that? I know you've all heard that. Another one of my favorite. She was on her back. He was on his back. What did you say to that coach when they said that to you? And of course, my top favorite, the foul count is five to zero. The foul count is five to zero. Coaches say those things to us, and we already should have something in our brain to say when that happens. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to wonder what I'm going to say. I have already practiced what I'm going to say. And most things I say are six to eight words. I say what I got to say, and then I move on. So don't let that coach get you in that dressing room and talk to you and bend your ear. You should say, thank you, coach, so much for bringing us to the dressing room, but we've got to get ready for the game. So we'll, t- we'll see you out on the court. And then that's it. You have to push that coach out and get him away from you because you have a job to do. They love to stay in there, but you got to push them out. And so I've practiced saying that when I go to high school games. Coach, thank you for showing us to the dressing room, but we've, we've got to get ready for the game, and so we'll see you out on the court. I've let him know, thank you, got to go, see you later. I've already practiced that. So practice that so you'll have it to say when you get there. Go to slide number two, Mark. So what coaches want is they want to know you. Coaches want to know, like, and trust you. So when you greet a coach, that greeting should be short and professional. And that's it. I've already told you what to say to them. I already told you what to say. The light thing is very contentious in high school. I want you to be very careful with the light part because I was a coach in college and I called my supervisor on an official on officials four times. Two of the times it was officials that I really, really liked, but they said something to me that I did not like in the game and I called them on it. So don't think these coaches like you. For instance, I was doing a game and I yelled at the official across the court and he walked over to me and this was his first two words out of his mouth. Little lady. Oh, I was done with him. He said, little lady, this is going to be a long night for you. I said back to him, that sounds like a threat. He said back to me, take it any way you like. That was that was 12 years ago. And I still remember that conversation verbatim. Called the supervisor on him, never t- never get, did another game for me. So you have to have words to say to coaches that will not get you in trouble. So don't get caught up in that coach really likes me. They do not like us. <laughs> if you say something on the court that they don't like, they will call. I don't care if you think they're your best buddy in the world. If you say something they don't like, they're going to call. The higher up at the levels you go, the more it happens. So let's go to the consistent, the trust factor. The key to this, if you want a coach to like you, be consistent in your calls and be a good communicator. That's the only two things you need to do. After that, it's on them. So if you want to be a good communicator, be consistent with your calls and then be consistent with your communication. And it's about how we communicate. So those are the keys if you want someone to know you, like you, and trust you. You got to be able to do those two things, consistent calls and be a good communicator. So anybody, if you don't think that's true, just keep going up the ladder and you'll see. So the other thing I want to warn you about in high school, I know you got a scratch list. If you ever make calls 
based on that coach scratching you or not, you really need to check your behavior. Do not ever, ever make calls because you think that coach may scratch you. You just say bye-bye. If that coach is at that point that they say, if they say, I'm going to scratch you, say, okay, and move on. I'm not going to argue with them. Not going to talk to me anymore. Okay. So that scratch list, do not let that keep you from calling the game that you're supposed to call. Now, we have different types of coaches, right? We have the quiet coach who we are so happy to have. We have the chatty coach where they drive us crazy. We have the coach that's real specific. Jennifer, number 14, is holding her jersey. I love that coach. And then we have the coach that goes from zero to 100. We're not happy with that coach. We don't have time to worry about what coach we have. We just have to learn to be happy with the one we have and work with whatever we have. So see, it doesn't matter to me what coach I have. I have in my brain what I'm going to say to them ahead of time based on experience and what they always say to me during the game. So don't let that coach uh, get you off your game because you don't know what to say. And as officials, when I give you those first three scenarios, we have a tendency to over talk and talk too much. And then it just it just snowballs on us. I can tell you as a coach, when I was mad at official, I did not want to hear what they had to say. I wanted them to listen, acknowledge and leave. Most coaches are like that when they're mad. Just listen, acknowledge. Now, I want you to be careful about this. You'll hear people say silence cannot be misquoted, but that's and then they stop. That's the whole sentence. But silence can be misinterpreted. So I had someone the last time I gave this talk, he came up to me afterwards. He said, is it okay not to say anything to a coach? I said, no, it's not okay. You need to acknowledge that you heard them, even if you don't like what they said. Because if you don't acknowledge that you heard them, then they go back and they say, Jennifer wouldn't even talk to me. So silence cannot be misquoted, but it can be misinterpreted. So be careful about saying zero, because that can get you in trouble a little bit as well. You'll become known. They don't communicate with me. So keep your greetings short. Remember, just because they like you don't mean they won't call in on you if you say things, something that's wrong. And the key to being consistent is calls on the court and how you communicate. Go to the next slide. Okay, this is one that we have a really hard time with. You want to be someone who responds to a coach and not react. When you, In my brain, when I'm on the court, I'm always given a response. I rarely, rarely react. It's really hard to upset me as an official. And anyone that ever sees me officiate or ever with me, it's really hard for me to ever react. I'm a responsive official. Was I always that way? No. But I have learned how to be a responsive official. So first thing, coach is talking to you. Listen, be calm, respectful, and your body language. And you can't see me, but when I'm talking to a coach, I always put my hands in front of me, and I kind of do this down low at my waist. I just kind of put my hands together and listen. It's telling them I'm open to what they have to say, no matter what it is, I'm listening. If I can, I'll make contact. But like on some instances, you cannot make contact because you have to focus on what's happening on the floor. And while I'm talking about this, if you go look in your mechanics book, 
let's say you've called a foul, you're getting ready to be the trail. If you, I will look over there and officials, especially in high school and sometime in college as well, they will be standing right beside the coach, basically out of bounds. That's not where it says in the rule book. You should stand two to three feet inside the 28 foot line. If that, if that person wants to talk to you, that coach, they'll say, hey, Jennifer, and I'll back up, let them talk to me. And I may be standing a little bit shoulder to shoulder. As soon as we're done and I acknowledge them, I move back to my spot. Because the longer you stay there at trail beside them, the more they will think to say, and you're inviting that conversation. So listen first, calm, respectful, body language, eye contact if you can. The second thing is acknowledge. The two most important words I'm going to tell you tonight is okay. I say it different ways. I go, okay, okay, okay. I'm telling them different tones that I've heard what they've said. You need to put these two letters into your vocabulary. Okay, it is the best thing I can tell you tonight to be able to say to a coach. Okay, so I've acknowledged them. I'm saying I heard them, and now I'm going to walk away. Sometimes I'll say, I hear you, coach. I hear you, coach. It's four, four words, and then I move away. I do not stay long and talk to coaches. I listen and leave. The last thing is when I talk to coaches, and you'll see this in a few minutes, I use rule book language. I keep it short. I move away. For every pretty much everything they say to me, I have a six to eight word reply. And I've practiced it. I don't even think about it now. When the person asked me, Jennifer, what do you say to coaches? And I wrote it down. It was six to eight words, almost every single thing I said. And I did not realize that until I wrote, wrote it down. Go to the next slide. So somebody just in the chat just put this. What do you see this picture? What do you see in this picture? Somebody just throw it in the chat or raise your hand and tell me what you see in this picture. Mark, you can do the chat and tell me what they say. Anybody? Not a respectable distance, official making contact, not respectable touching coach. All right, great. Thank you for those responses. You're right. And this freaked people out um, the last time I gave this speech. That's actually me <laughs> coaching. And that's, uh, yeah, I didn't put all that makeup on today and did all that stuff. But that's me coaching. You can tell our distance is pretty close and he is touching me. Please do not touch coaches. I, I never touch a coach. I don't care if it's a female or a male. Don't touch coaches. In our day and age, you need to really be aware of not touching coaches. Yes, will they touch us sometimes? Yes. I've been at sea, I don't know how many times, and they'll come up and pat my back and go down the sideline. I just ignore it and I move on. But please, I'm giving you another thing about communication. Do not touch coaches. I was in a tournament not that long ago and one of our officials touched the coach and he really reacted toward him. And I had this coach the next game. They won the game because it was a tournament. And they were going to get a play on. He said, whatever you do, don't touch the coach. I said, it's a, ha it's a habit of mine. I never touch the coaches. I don't care what. Don't touch them. So, yes, the distance is we're too close. You can tell I'm getting ready to get right back up in his face because he's touching me. You can see me leaning in. So just a quick reminder, don't touch the coaches. 
Now, let's go back to the communication. This is the next thing, and you're probably going to ask Mark for this. Go to the next slide. This is what I say to coaches. This is my communication backpack. Everything on this page is six to eight words, and this is what I say to coaches. I don't think about it. These are the things I say when a coach says to me, Jennifer, what was wrong with the defense? He never, defense never obtained legal guarding. Defense never obtained legal guarding. Five words. Why, why did they do wrong when he was driving? Defense did not maintain legal guarding. And I cannot help if they don't know what this means, because you know what? Coaches won't ask you because they're embarrassed if they don't know, because this is rule book language. They'll say something to me. I'll say, what did the defense do wrong? And then I'm quiet. Then they'll ask me something. I'll say, oh, the offense or defense player, they were displaced. Post play, rough play. They go, Jim, what did he wrong? Defense, defensive player was displaced. Then I don't say another word. I know what offense initiated contact. They drive into the basket, going for a layup. They make time with the defense. They shoot the ball. I don't have a foul on it. We move down the court. They go, that was contact on their court. Yes, offense initiated contact. Three words. Defense did not allow the shooter to land. That's what I'll say on a shot. They real simple. Defense step forward, block charge. I always I just think, did this defense step forward? I say def defender step forward. Three words. Traveling. A lot of times I, you know, I try to get the pivot foot. And most of our cop, most of our things, they've taken data. We're about 87 to 94% on most of our calls in college accuracy. And travels were like 65.7. So we've we've tried to get a lot better at this. But I'll say your player lift your pivot foot and put it back down. That's the longest sentence I say. I'm not so then I say the defense has the right to that spot. Go to the next slide. These are the next ones. Defense had no time to avoid contact. Screener was too wide. Screener was out of their vertical plane. Well, the player did not go through her. Oh, you love it when they say, she was on her back. She was on her back. The player did not go through her. She was vertical. And then they'll ask me, they're all traveling. I'll say, coach, can you be more specific? Now, a lot of times, and sometimes I, I kind of, Fudge on this one a lot. Number 14, I will talk during a timeout and I'll, then the coach will want me and go over and they'll go, Jennifer, y'all, they're blah, 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 whatever it is. And I'll say, we just talked about that. Sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's not. I'll be honest. But if I say, we just, we just talked about that, or they'll say, they're really pushing this at the post area, or they're really doing this or that, whatever it is. I'll say, we just talked about that. And then they're very happy normally. Coach, and this, we do not use this enough in high school. Coach, this is your official warning. It's a great tool. We just don't use it enough. And then, of course, if a player or an assistant coach is getting up, talking too much, I say, Coach, can you help me with number 13? Coach, can you help me with your assistant coach? They're, I need them to sit down. There's a few more things that I say, but this is pretty much the basis of what I say to coaches on the sideline. I don't have to think about it. I don't say any more than that. I keep it really. I'm I'm an I'm a good play caller. I think my my supervisor tell me that. Well, what my supervisor tell me other thing is Jennifer, your communication. The coaches loved when you talk to them. Little did they know I'm only saying six to eight words. It's because I'm listening and not talking so much. So uh, Mark will have these. Y'all can get it from him. But my my thing is when you look at these how short it is, 
I've trained myself to say these things. I don't have to think. Goodness knows I don't need to be thinking on the court. I just need to be able to respond quickly and move on. And then I use rule book language for the most part. So if you can get your own communication backpack, because I bet now if I go back and I ask you those same three things, you might have a different response than you would 12 minutes ago. Because you need to keep things short and concise. And this right here, what I've just wrote, these 16 things will keep you out of trouble. They will keep you out of trouble. Now, I have to say this. I didn't say this in my last thing that Mark was at the last time I gave this talk. But can y'all as officials, please stop using the word I whacked him. That drives me crazy. When I first started officiating and I was a coach and I heard that term, I was like, what are they talking about? I did not know what they were talking about. Then I would hear people brag about, I like this coach and I like that coach and I like this coach. Y'all, that's not a badge of honor. If you are giving lots of technicals, we need to look at how we communicate. Not that I was, look at me, I gave all these technicals. I want to see what I'm doing wrong. If I give a technical, the first thing I want to know is, what could I have done better to prevent that? Now, some coaches, the zeros to 100, that may use a foul language or come out on the court. You have no choice. You have no choice. But I always go back to what could I have done better? What did I need to do that maybe I could have prevented that? And when I'm with young officials, I'll even do it more to see what I could have done to help them to prevent that. Not, not, not take it from them or not get in the way because they need to learn, but could I've helped a little bit diffuse that? So here's some things that you'll have access to, things that you might want to put in your communication backpack. Go to the next one. Now, I also have a communication for when coaches talk to me about my co-officials. I never, ever, ever say a bad thing about my co-officials. And I never, ever, ever try to make myself look better than them. Oh, just talk to me. Don't worry about them. Talk to me, coach. No, that's not a good thing to say because I'm not I'm not being a team player. So when coaches talk to me and they and my co-officials has had a call, I say, ask the coach to call an official. First chance they get, they'll come talk with you. Then I don't say another word. If I think whether I think it's a great call or not, I'll say they had a great look on that play. I didn't say the call was right. I just said they had a great look on that play. If I'm at trail, I will use the, the third one that you see here. If I'm at trail or I'm at an angle that I have the same angle as the coach, sometimes I will say, from here, I can understand how it might look that way, but they had a great angle. Because sometimes when you're standing there, it looks it looks bad, but I don't have the angle that my co-official have. So this is how I back them up. From here, I can understand how it look, might look that way. But they had a great angle. With young officials, I'll do this when I'm with them. I'll, if they're struggling and they have a whistle, I'll go, I'll put my fist up in the air. I might not even blow my whistle just so the coach can see I've had a double whistle, especially if a coach that trusts me and knows me. I will, I'll just put my hand up and go, well, Jennifer had double whistle. It must be right. If I'm, if, if I'm trying to help out a young official, I won't even blow my whistle. I'll just stick my fist up. And then sometime I'll say, I saw the same action. And this one I got from my coaching. Every coach knows that their team's important. That's what they're fighting for. Well, you know what? I'm fighting for my co-officials. So they'll say, Jennifer, blah, 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 blah. Mark did, what kind of call was Mark making right there? That's a terrible call. And I go, coach, that's my teammate. 
That's all I say. Coach, that's my teammate. They know what that means. I'm going to back him up. And then, again, if I'm with a young official and, you know, when uh, a lot of times we go to games and the young official, if the coach don't, doesn't know him, they pick on that official first. And I'll walk on and I say, you need to give him or her a chance. They're a good official. Give them a chance. So these are my words that I say to coaches about my co-officials. Pretty much stay with that. Don't say anything else. That's my teammates, probably one of the most ones I say the most. That's my teammate. And then I'll say another word. There's nothing else to say after that. Again, you'll have access to this. Okay, go to the next one, Mark. So you can decide as an official how you want to be. You can react, which is not going to make you a good communicator. You can ignore, which is not going to make you a good communicator. Or you can learn to respond to coaches. And when you learn to respond, I'm going to tell you, your communication, it just becomes so much easier. Never take anything personal. Ever, never. Because I was a coach. I can tell you, they're crazy. They are crazy. When I got mad, you couldn't say anything to me. It, it, I could not hear you. It was like a little kid going, no, 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 with his ears closed, right? No, no, no. So when you learn to respond, you become a good communicator. Let me go tell you this. You can't decide tomorrow. I'm going to be a better communicator. You have to practice. You have to practice. Someone saying to you, the foul count is five to zero. If we went back and did those same scenarios right now, if you don't know to put, say, okay, and leave it alone, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. When any time a coach says to me, the foul count seven to one, Jennifer, I look at him, I go, okay. I don't have anything else to say. I don't take it that they think I'm cheating. I don't take it at a personal. I just say, okay. I don't try to get, I don't try to get smarty pants. I used to say when I first started officiating, what are you trying to say, coach? So now what I'm doing there is I'm giving a little poke. What are you trying to say, coach? So then they say, well, I think you're cheating. And then I give them a technical. That is on me because I baited them to say that. Now I just say, okay. So O and K are two of the best things you can say. All right. So let's go to the last, last slide. I'm telling you, I moved kind of fast. So you may have some questions and I'll take any question you have, but I, I just, the main thing I've got to tell you is you have to, to practice what you're going to say. If you think you're going to be a good communicator tomorrow and you don't practice, you're, you're sadly mistaken. I'll, I'll give you an example. When I was coaching in college, my freshmen would come in. And freshmen are the most naive people on the face of the earth in college. I would tell them, you are going to be asked to go out and get drunk. You're going to be asked to maybe do some drugs. You're going to be able to do asked to do something that you don't want to do. And if you haven't practiced or if you don't have some sentences in your head to get you out of that, you'll go, um, uh, okay. So I would tell my freshmen, we would practice. I'd say, I've got a big test tomorrow and I've got to go back and study. I got a big test. I'm not going to be able to do that. I have a paper to write tomorrow. I've got to go back and take care of that paper. I can stay for just a little while, but I've got to get back and write that paper. I would give them sentences like that to say. So when that uh, and then that moment came up, they weren't struggling to find what to say. They had a sentence, they were prepared, they were ready. And I rarely as a coach had players get in trouble. Sometimes yes, but not, but rarely because they had 
verbiage they could use to get themselves out. And I'm going to tell you, I had some crazy stuff happen in college. But anyway, so I, I hope that you will go and practice and prepare yourself. And I'm going to tell you, the summer I know is different because you're dealing with coaches that uh, that aren't really coaches. They're a lot of time their parents. But it's a great time to practice. It's a great time to start practicing that now. Because when you get to the season, it's almost too late to start, you know, practicing. You can do it in scrimmages. But if I was doing summer games right now, I would practice. What is my communication backpack going to be? And it, it makes it so much easier, y'all, that I don't have to think. Because as you can tell, I'm, I'm an old Tennessee girl. I'm a country girl. I'm not the brightest thing in the world. But I do know how to prepare and practice. I do know how to prepare and practice. So anybody got any questions for me? I'll start, Jennifer, get it going. Okay. Um, so I know a lot of uh, pretty much every official on here. I know there's some referees on here that are up and coming um, and they may work with crew chiefs, not similar to you, Jennifer, that will help with certain situations that uh, occur in their game. So let's say we've got a, a up and coming referee coach has no idea who they are and the crew chief is not necessarily maybe, you know, helping them along the ways. What are ways they can communicate with them is less better than more? Is it? If they don't know what to say, is it okay to be quiet? Like, how would they, how would you tell them to navigate through that? If you don't know what to say to a coach, it need, at least knowledge, acknowledge that you heard them. Say, okay, because if you don't say something, you will become the one that the coaches. And I know as a coach, we had nicknames for all the officials that came in. Yeah, we got nicknames for y'all. When y'all came in to do my games, I had nicknames for all the officials. Oh, here comes. Yep. I had one called bubble, Butt. oh, here comes bubble, Butt. I got bubble, Butt tonight. Oh yeah. So they got nicknames for y'all. Don't think you, they don't, but at least acknowledge that you heard them. Okay. Coach. I heard you coach just something simple, but if you don't know what to say, acknowledge and move away. Do not go into that. Well, coach, what I saw was um, she was standing there and then she moved forward and I saw her stick out her elbow and then, you know, she kind of leaned to the left. Oh, my gosh, y'all. I had y'all just worn me out on the sideline. That's too much. Just say, if you don't know what to say, say, OK, or I hear you, coach. Don't try to start making stuff up because I want to tell you, coaches know when y'all don't know. Anytime an official tried to tell me something I knew they didn't know, I was like, oh, my goodness, what in the world? I knew as a coach. So keep keep your conversation simple and have a communication backpack, especially young officials and and veterans. I'm going to tell you, we could get better. We're a hot mess sometimes. Let's just say it. We're a hot mess because we get over there. I'll tell you what happened to me this year. And I had to talk to him in the dressing room after the game. I blew my mind. I was in a high school game, big, big game, big game for district championship. This official administered the free throw. He missed the first one. He then went to the sideline while the girl was shooting on the baseline to talk to the coach. I lost, I lost my mind. I almost lost my mind. He was a young official, so I knew that. So I went and got the ball after the girl shot from the C position, motioned him back over. Gave him the ball. Then we got in there and I said, can you tell me about that free throw? So we started talking about how he could have done that, how he you can't do that, period. But the thing is, young officials, you can't stay in your lane. Just stay in your lane. Listen 
acknowledge if you don't know. And then if you have an R that's maybe not helping you out, you've got to keep it simple. Do not try to overcompensate. It's the worst thing you can do with a coach is go over there and try to give some explanation that makes no sense at all because coaches know. They know. They know. And they know when you missed a call. So don't try to make up something when you know you missed it. Like, oh, duh, duh, just say, coach, I didn't like that one either. That was one of my, my, my terms I used to. If you have to say it a lot, you're in trouble, though. Coach, I didn't like that one either. And usually they don't say anything else. Well, okay, they admitted it. Anything else? How many? Go ahead. I feel like somebody's just going to ask me something. Yes? How many y'all, if I go back and I say the foul count is six to one, how many of y'all now will just say, okay? If that's not in your, if that's not what you're going to say and you're going to get some explanation, well, coach, they're playing zone and you're playing man-to-man and you're more aggressive and no, that coach don't care about it. Okay. Keeps you out of trouble. Anybody else? What would be your advice to handle how to handle a coach if you do have that partner that kind of saw with the, you know, uh, uh, the communication lines? What what would be your way to try to handle the coach when, uh, you know, a, a partner or one of your referees have, you know, already kind of. When, know, yeah, when I have the when I had uh, when I first started out and officials tried to kind of. Um, well, I did a couple things. When I first started out, people would call in my area. I would walk up to them, and I did this to big old grown men, too, little old me. I only weigh about 125, so I'm not the biggest thing in the world. But I would walk up to my coach, Fisher, and I'm going to get to your question again. I would say, you can trust me. That sounds a little lot better than, why are you calling in my area? That is my area. Get out of my area. They're not going to like that. But when I say, hey, you can trust me. That official, he looks at me and goes, well, okay, usually. And if they don't, they're a tooth Now, if someone's over there talking to the coach and I can tell they, I try not to give them that much of my attention, but at halftime or after the game, I'm probably going to ask them about it. I'm going to say, hey, can you tell me what y'all were talking about uh, after I made that, that, block, that block charge down there? And then I'm quiet and I listen because I can always tell somebody's telling me the truth. And then I say, you know, I always back up my co-officials and I hope I, I hope that you would do that for me. And I always keep my conversations like that. Mark can tell you, I rarely raise my voice because raising my voice and doing that, that's what everybody in the world is doing right now. I feel like I'm kind of unique that I don't raise my voice. So I, I ask them about it. I will ask them about it. But don't be that person. If we're all at this group right here tonight, all 43 of us are not that person that goes over there and says, yeah, coach Jennifer, that was a terrible call. I know, I know I've been watching her. She's not that good. That's on them. It'll come back to bottom. It'll come back to bottom. But if this 43, if we do our jobs and don't do that, it'll make our game better and then make your crew better. And I'm going to tell you, people will appreciate it. Now, if you get back in the dressing room and you want to talk about that play, I'll Mark can tell you, I'll talk about plays in the dressing room, but I usually do it after the game because I don't want an official to get all up tight. So I'll say, hey, can you tell me about that play that happened at 435? So does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Appreciate it. 
Yeah, don't be that person. I mean, you got, it's got to start with the 40, 43 of us that's on here right now. I'm not going to be that person. So if you're ever, any of you, I don't even know any of you right now. If I was in a game with you, you can bet I got your back right from the beginning. And that's why as an, when, when I'm ours in my game, people usually, they know that about me. Therefore, they, they relax around me. Normally, they have a good game around me because when they have a good game, I'm so happy for our crew and I'm happy for them. Anybody else? Yeah, I got some few few in here, Jennifer. So okay. first one is as a and you kind of touched on it, but you can dive in if you want a little bit more. As a first year official, what advice can you give to build confidence on gaining rapport with varsity coaches who don't see you as a trusted, credible official yet? The the first thing, I mean, let's just say it right, you have to be a consistent play caller. You really do. That's how you start by getting your credibility is you got to be a consistent play caller. And when you make that first call, it has got to look confident. And the women that are on here, I will say this, especially you, you have to look even more confident than the guys because those coaches will eat us up. So you have to look confident and your mechanics when you go report need to look like, I got that call right and I know what I'm doing. The other side is, is learn how to get that communication backpack. Know what you're going to say. I'll say it over and over. You have to practice it. You have to prepare. Prepare and practice. And that will help you with those coaches. Instead of getting over there and being so nervous and scared, you don't know what to say. You say something you shouldn't, or you don't say anything, and then you get a reputation. We all have a reputation, every single one of us. What is that reputation going to be? I can talk to Jennifer. Oh, my gosh, I cannot talk to Mark. He's. I just can't talk to him. I can talk to, I can talk to my, so you have a reputation. So keep, get your communication backpack ready, know what you're going to say and keep it short and simple. But your play calling, you have to get, you have to be a consistent play caller too. It's just, it's just the way it is. Uh, next one. Oh, go ahead, sir. Okay, uh, two questions. So um, when you start talking about reputation, so um, actually I just saw that in the chat, somebody said about pregame. So if you're going into, a ball game with official that you already know has that type of reputation with coaches. Um, what, what kind of reputation? So you can't talk that coach know that they, they're not, they don't, you can't talk to that official uh -huh. uh, to, to this particular official. So mm -hmm. what in your pregame are you addressing without maybe like singling out that particular official, but still trying to address to make sure that when we go out on the floor, we're all, at the same approachable level as the as the crew. This this is a difficult one. It's easy with young one younger officials because you can kind of get them and pull them on board. With veteran officials, it's very hard. But I and in my pregame, the one number one thing I try to do is make sure everyone feels comfortable. That's the number one thing. That's everybody's comfortable. Then I talk about how we're going to communicate with the uh, with the coaches. That's it. And I'll say, if we don't know what to say, just say, okay. And I say, but we have to acknowledge them as a crew, y'all. As a crew, at the very least, we have to acknowledge the coach. Some people, some officials, you cannot help right now. I'll tell you. They are just stuck in their ways. They're going to do it the way they want. They're going to give their little technicals. And I'm going to tell you, I don't want to call with those people. I don't. I don't want to call with someone that that's their reputation. Do I have to sometimes? Yes. Do I get in? I get in that dressing room and I make, I pull them into my web as fast as I can. Oh my gosh, you're going to have a great game tonight. 
I can just tell. And when we communicate with officials, let's all be on the same page with that, okay? Let's all make sure that we're just acknowledging because I know I need to do a better, and I always go to me. I, I know I can do a better job at communicating, so I'm going to really work on that tonight. Even though I know I'm good at it, it's the one thing I do know I'm good at, but I'll let them know I'm going to work on this tonight. So some people you just cannot help. They just want to, they just want to be that person that is tough. But I know I'm going to take care of my business. But in that in that pregame, I'm going to talk about. We're, let's all make sure we acknowledge the coaches tonight, okay? And if somebody has a problem and we need to move positions on a free throw, let's just do it. It's not a big deal, you know. I'll just say stuff like that. So that was going to be my next question: is when you're actually in it. So you had that pregame talk and now we've gone into the game and it's kind of gone in one year and out the other and now we're in the, we're in we're in the fire now so what can we do kind of on the spot to kind of gain real the um maybe not so much with the with the official because the official is you know they're out there but with the coach still be able to have some type of dialogue with the coach um, some type of rapport with the coach. If, if I'm the R and Mr. Williams, you and I are in the game together, and he will, you're just not, you're just not being fun tonight. He cannot talk to you. You're being a toot head, and you have got that reputation as a toot head. I will walk over at that point if it's just I can tell it's contentious between y'all, and I'll say if you need to talk to somebody tonight. And I rarely say this, but I will if I see it's second dentist. You need to talk to somebody. I'll be happy to come over and talk to you whenever you want me to. Or I was at a, this just happened to me. I had a, uh, this was at the end of March. Uh, I was calling a game and I went over to this coach and I could tell she was uh, going to be a piece of work because I'd seen her uh, coach the night before this tournament. So I go over and I said, if you have any concerns in this game, I'd really like to hear them. That's all I said. This is an honest story. my, My sister was home in Tennessee and saw this coach. This coach says to her, yeah, I just was at the, whatever. I don't like to say where I was. I was at this tournament and um, we we did really good. And she goes, my sister goes, well, what tournament were you at? And she tells her. My sister says, well, my sister was at that tournament. She goes, well, what does your sister look like? She says, she's about 5'8". She's thin, got blonde hair. Because I had her in my game. She goes, I do not like women officials. Women officials do not know what, this is what she tells my sister, do not know what you're, what they're doing. But that woman, that woman right there came up to me and said, and she said those exact, she said, if you have any concerns, talk, talk to me. I'll be glad to listen. She goes, I've never had an official say that to me before. And I immediately, she had my respect and she could call any game I wanted to. That blew my mind. So you, you may have to say, if you need to talk, I'll be happy to listen. And open the, but I don't say anything bad about my co-official. I'm still not going to say, yeah, he won't listen to you. So just talk to me. Nope. Nope. I'm saying, do you have anything you really want to say and concerns? Talk to me. I'll be happy to listen. So I'm not saying anything about my, my co-official, but I'm opening the door for them to talk to me. Does that help you? Yeah. Uh, next one. Um, so on the flip side to this, if a coach is upset at a veteran, how would you, recommend an up-and-coming official to respond or help in that situation? Look, if it's a veteran and you're up-and-coming, sometimes you got to let somebody just wallow in their own mud sometime. I mean, it's hard. Veteran officials are very hard if they're setting their ways to communicate with. I'm being very honest and real with y'all because I know. 
I mean, I have, there is one official I call within high school. I know he ball watches so much. When I have the ball, I just look in his area. Honest to goodness. I just look in his area. Honest goodness. I'm not kidding you. I can have the ball and be eight feet from me. And I'll see him looking. I just look where he's looking because I know he's got it. I just make adjustments. I don't get upset. I'm like, if he's going to watch that, I'm going to watch that. Honest goodness truth. And I'm telling you, I made some calls about 25 feet away from me off ball. Because I said, well, I, I don't need to watch that because he's got it. So you just have to, the whole veteran thing, y'all, you just, you try to do your best with the veterans. And if they want switch, I mean, there's got to be veterans on here right now. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to change how you communicate, that is on you. That is not on anybody but you. Preach, dude. Yeah, I'll tell I mean, I'll just, I'm telling the truth, y'all. I mean, I've been, I've been around basketball forever and ever in different capacities. So you, sometimes you have to let somebody just, they, they just, they just going to do what they're going to do. But if I can diffuse any situation, I'm going to do it. I might go over and, and sometimes, you know, I have to know who I'm dealing with. Sometimes I go, Hey, let's change places right now. Sometimes they, they might blow me off and say, no, I'll just walk back over to my spot. It's rare somebody blows me off. <laughs> but I will, I'll just tell the coach again, just if you have, if you need to talk to somebody, just talk to me. I'll, I'll be happy to hear what you have to say. I just keep it real simple. Uh, next. Veterans on here, check yourself. Oh, yeah. Check yeah, yourself. If you're that veteran that cannot change about how you communicate, come on, y'all. People don't want to officiate with you. They really don't. They really don't. Because you will get me, if I'm a newbie, you will get me in trouble. You will get our crew in trouble. I don't want to get in trouble. What else you got, Mark? Um, so one is, when do you tee up a coach after five or more okays or I hear you? So I guess the question is, is how much is okay, I hear you? When do we get to a warning or a technical? You have to have your own radar system of that. Like I've got a, a, a one to 10 scale. If they go eight, nine, 10, I'm probably going to have to give a technical. If they five, six, seven, I'm going to just keep saying, okay, because you know what? Coaches can chatty, chatty, chatty. Well, you know what? I can say, okay, 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 okay. I am, I can say it over and over and over. You will not wear me down with the okay. And I just, like I said, I say it different ways. But if a coach is just constantly, I say, I will say, coach, I cannot talk with you every time down the floor. I have a job to do on the floor. Now, don't be, don't be, don't get your feelings hurt. They say, well, you're not doing your job. I go, okay. And I move on. It drives them crazy that I won't banter with them. I'm not going to banter with a coach, but I will say that. And then I'll give a warning coach. You've been warned and I'll make a big deal out of it. And a coach, this is your official warning. And then the next time if I have to give a technical, I will, but it's rare that I have to give technicals. And a lot of it has to do with my tone. I never raise my tone. And sometimes I will, if a coach is really, really loud, I'll say, I never tell a coach to calm down, ever, never. I will say, coach, if you can lower your voice, I can hear you better. I never have told a coach to calm down because if you tell me to calm down when I was a coach, I might have lost my mind. Mm -hmm. I would have lost my mind. But if you say, coach, if you lower your voice, I can hear you better. And then I kind of do a little lean in. And that's usually gets them to go, well, Jennifer, what I really want. Okay, I can hear you now. I said, I've practiced all this. So it just comes out really quick because I don't have to think about it. But I never used to, please don't use the word calm down with a coach. 
You would not like it as an adult if I told you to calm down. Just think, what, how do you want that person to communicate with me? Not that you'll get it, but then I still want, I'm going to communicate with them how I'd like to be communicated to, with. And as a coach, that's how I would have liked to be communicated with. Tell me the deal and let's go. I don't want to stand over here forever. I know a lot of these folks are working this weekend too, Jen. It's going to be a lot of okays. Hopefully me too. I'm going to work this weekend and do some games. I don't know. I think it's some boys varsity or something. And I'm, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to keep doing the same thing I've been doing because that I can tell you having being prepared and practice what to say can, it just makes it easy. It makes it easier. And then you have, but you have to go practice. You can say you're going to do it. It's like kind of like having a bad temper. You go, well, I'm not going to have a bad temper tomorrow. Well, I'm going to tell you, it doesn't work like that. You have to, in the heat of the moment, when you're facing, go, mm, you have to go, okay, this is a good time to practice. What tools am I going to use not to just fire off right now? And then you practice it, you practice it, practice it, and eventually, you know, it's rare you get mad. It's just, but it takes practice. Uh, a, a few more. Uh, this one is, if you're, how do you communicate with official, a, a younger or newer official less experienced that's struggling that night? They're just, they're having a bad night. Like what are ways you, oh, oh my gosh, they, like I said, I would do a double whistle with them and they're struggling. I'll walk past them on a call and say, that was a good call. I mean, I'm trying to get those little bitty compliments in to get to boost their confidence. But I can tell you, everybody makes bad calls. You make a bad call. The very next thing you need to put in your mind, if you're over there sulking and upset about that call, don't have, we don't have time for that. We've all made horrible calls right here. Horrible calls. The next thing I say to myself, the next call I will get right. I put a positive thought in my head right away. I will get the next call right. And I had a bad call not that too long ago. It was awful. And... um my supervisor was watching the game. She goes, I wonder, wanted to see what you would do afterwards. And the next seven calls were absolutely spot on correct because I put that positive in my head right away. But if you can give a compliment, you can't do it every time they make a call, but like they make a call and you go, that's a good call. Or do a double whistle or, you know, just put your fist up. Double whistles. I know we're not in, especially in calls, we're not big on those. But like I said, sometimes I'll just put my fist up. I don't even blow my whistle. But I'm always, or I will have a double whistle and it's my call, but I'll say, take it because they need it. They need it in that moment. They need that call. Even though it's my call, I'll take it because they, they might need that moment that, oh, we got, I got it. Yeah. But when you have those double whistles, please get the number because a lot of newbies, when they have a double whistle, they lose the number and they might look at you like shot and you go, what, 23? So those are some of the things I do with, with when I'm on the court with new officials to kind of booster their confidence. Um, next one, this is a good one. Um, how do you handle a coach uh, yelling across the court at your partner and uh, your, say your table side next to them? So if I'm next to them and they're yelling across, I'll turn around and I will say, coach, right now, I need you to lower your voice. When they get a moment, they'll come over here and talk to you. And I say it right away. If I, can, if I have time, I'll say it right away because that's unacceptable for a coach to, like I yelled at that official across the court and that's why he marched over there to talk to me when he said little lady. He could have handled that better. I could have handled it better, but he shouldn't have said little lady to me. But anyway, I will turn around and say something really briefly. Now, I expect them to handle it. 
If they don't handle it, he just keeps hung. I'll turn around and I'll say, this is your warning. But I want them to handle it. And we might have a conversation like the next time out, I'll say, if that coach does that to you again, I'll tell the new, you're going to have to give him a warning. You're going to have to do it. I'll talk to him at, at a timeout. I remember the very first technical I gave a college coach. Oh, my gosh. He was yelling at me, yelling at me. Yelling at me. I was a veteran official. That was awesome. Look at my head. This is what he did. I looked across the court at him like, what do I do? And he went. He gave me a slight nod and I gave him a technical. That's all I need. I just needed somebody to help me just a little bit in that moment. So that might be just that slight nod. Yep, you're going to have to do it. But I'm not, I, tr I try not to go and do it for people. They've, they have to learn that themselves. But I'll turn around and say something pretty quick if they're yelling across the court. Um, okay, last last one. And I've heard this too, so I wanted to close on this one. So someone said that they were at a camp and they when the when the coach is saying the foul count is seven to one, the, the suggestion was to say, coach, no one is more aware of the foul count than us or me or us as a crew. Um, I'm not gonna give my opinion, but would that be appropriate? I think I know where you're gonna go it's with this. It's just too much, y'all. Yep. It's just too much. It is. I mean. And you know what? A lot of times we're not aware. I mean, sometimes we are, sometimes we're not. Hopefully you are kind of aware, but it should not influence what you're doing out on the court. I can't help that the foul counts seven to one. That's not my fault. All I'm going to say is if we go back and do those same few scenarios, coach, she's on her back. Coach, she had vert verticality. That's all I'll say. Coach, count seven to one. Okay. I don't have anything else to say. He made a statement. I acknowledged that I heard it and moved on. Um, that was a terrible call. There's a difference in someone saying, that's a terrible call, Jennifer, and she's terrible. She terrible. She's terrible. They say about, they get an immediate response from me. It's definitely going to be a warning. But if they say that's a terrible call, then we're going to have a different conversation. But y'all, if they, their high school coaches are the worst about talking about the foul count. They are the worst. So just say, okay, there's nothing else to say. Like I said, I used to say, what are you trying to say? And then, and then I was kind of like, and, and, and you say something, I'm, mm -mm, I just say, okay, nothing else to say. Put O and K in the first two letters in your communication backpack. You'll be happy. Uh, to add on to that. So I've heard a lot at camps and from officials that we don't respond to statements, only questions. Um, can you elaborate on that? I know we've talked about it before. You, you have to acknowledge that you heard the statement, though. That's why I'm saying when people say zero, coach says, um, let's just say that that's a statement. Foul count seven to zero. And I'll say a word. I just say, OK, at least acknowledge that you heard it because you get that reputation again is you're unapproachable. And you don't want to be that official that they say is unapproachable. So yes, make let them make. And then I have I have a 10 second. Let's say I just made a bad call and I walk over and they talk to me. I have a, like a 10 second clock in my brain that they get to kind of get on to me. It goes up at 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And then I say, OK, because sometimes we we deserve a little. Eh, eh, eh. But I have a 10 second window in my brain that they get to kind of get on to me. And then after that, I go, OK, and then I walk away. Because that, that's about my my window of time they get to do it. But y'all just say, I cannot tell you more two important letters to say, okay. And if they say, you say, oh, okay all the time. I turn and I go, okay. 
Love it. He's sometimes I'll say yes. Switch it up. Switch it you went from you went from two to three letters. I see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I expanded. Y'all, thank you so much for letting me be here. I, I appreciate every single one of you being here. If I can help you, you have a question, you can get my email from Mark. I'm very good about responding within 24 hours. Usually it's four to six hours. If you really want to talk to me on the phone, you can get my phone number from Mark. I'll be happy to talk to you. I usually return all my phone calls from four to six hours unless I'm on the road. So, and I'm not just saying this. The people go, oh, Jennifer's too busy. Jennifer's too busy. No, you are a human being. I am never too busy for a human being. Don't have your dog or cat call me. I ain't talking to them. All right. But I'm never too busy for a human being. I do teach school. So, you know, I'm busy kind of during the day, but I will return your phone call. But if you do get my phone number and call me, please kind of tell me who you are and where you saw me because I'll, so I'll have a little bit of a reference. OK. Can I ask a quick question? Sure. Or is it too late? Now go ahead, Marsha. Too late. Okay. Uh, hey, OK. What, what would you, I tried to post it in the chat, but it wouldn't go through. OK. But what would you say to a coach? that in front of you, maybe, you know, on the sidelines, maybe as the game is going on, you're right there by the bench. And the coach says to the players, not necessarily to you as the official, but wants the official to hear it, says they're not going to make calls for you guys, for us. Well, I mean, as an official, I, will, I, will mind, turn around, I will turn around and say, Coach, I, I can hear everything you're saying. And then I don't say another word. Yeah, I, Coach, I can hear everything you're saying. Then I don't say another word. Because they're really saying it to us. That's just, or like, you right. know, you, you won't call a foul and they'll go, that was good defense, Jeremy, that was good defense. You know, they scream that out. I'll let right. that kind of stuff go. But if I'm really there close and they're kind of saying that kind of things to players, I go, coach, I can hear you. And then I turn right back around. I just don't give their words a lot of times a lot of weight, you know, because if you get if you get into this banter, that's what they right. want. That's what yeah. they want. And they, they, I, I just don't give them a lot of my time when they're trying to, a lot of times when they really try, try to passively aggressive, get my attention, I don't give them my attention. Okay. Because if you really want to say that, come on, big boy, you're a coach, say it to my face. Let's say it, say it to my face. Okay. Yeah. Come on, you see what I'm saying? Go ahead. The thing that happens too is that it's, you know, the players now, they take that out on the floor and, you know, their attitudes are different with the officials. Well, let, let me come back to the player because nobody asked me this, but like, you know, how players will give you problems. I'm, my tolerance for players is very, very low, very low. My tolerance for coaches is very, very high. But if I need a player to stop doing something that they're doing, uh -huh. I usually give them a compliment first. And you, you know, they'll puff up that chest and they're like, Woo, yeah. And then I say what I really want to say. I say, you are a really good player. Or I'll say, you're the best player on this team. Or, oh, my gosh, your team needs you. And then I say, but you got to stop pushing, blah, 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 blah. You see what I'm okay. saying? I yes. hit them with a compliment and it's quick. You're the best player on this team. But if you want to stay in this game, you better quit talking to that guy over there. Do you understand me? Gotcha. So I, but I, I get their attention by reeling them in on the compliment. Uh huh. 
And then, then some players will turn their back and won't talk to you and walk away. Sometime I'll go follow them and I'll, I'll hold up the game. Wait, because I don't let players disrespect me. I'll say, wait, and I'll go talk to that player. They won't nausea me. I'll go to the coach and say, you might want to take care of that. Okay, gotcha. Quick. Might want to take care of that. Your decision. You okay. might want to take care of that. Eight words. Yeah. Okay. All right, Genoa. Thank you. I'm Ambrose and I get to call with any of y'all. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. I'll take care of the coaches. Hey, thank y'all so much. I really appreciate it. God bless all of you. And if I don't tell you anything else, God has blessed me beyond what I deserve. Thank you. Thank Good you, Jay. Thank Everybody you. Take care. Good night. Good appreciate night. Appreciate it, Mark.